Real music, real interviews, real information. That's why we call it Real Gospel with the X-Men. a story to tell Joanna Hell Miguel I can't wait to speak with her right after this wonderful song Revelation 21 and 4 this is real gospel
is the place where God gets the glory and artists tell their stories. I'm honored to have this anointed woman of God on the program with me today. The one, the only, Joanna Hell Miguel. Thank you for joining us on Real Gospel. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. It is an absolute honor to be here with you today. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I gotta say, it takes a bold person to name their song Revelation. You know, I'm just saying, uh, I've been in church just a little while. And so most people stay away from the book itself. So uh, we're going to unpack that in just a second. But for those individuals who may have just found Christ on yesterday, and they're not familiar with gospel music. They're not familiar with gospel artists. They're not really familiar with a whole lot of church. Recap this for us. Uh, where you're from and how did you first fall in love with Jesus? Oh my gosh. So my name is Joanna Hill McGill. I am from New Orleans, Louisiana. I have been singing pretty much like most gospel singers all my life. My mom was a singer. She sang with several local gospel groups in New Orleans. And so I didn't have a choice but to go to church and uh -huh. to sing gospel as well. You know, and even, even with that, my mom bringing me to church, I was able to develop a relationship with Christ for myself. Um, going through things as a teenager, as a young adult, you know, for me, Christ was the only way. There was no other option. With that, you know, I've done the American Idol. I've done the Sunday Best. I've done The Voice. I've done all of those and didn't succeed at any um, as an artist. It's discouraging at times because it's like, man, am I just not good enough? Like, you know, what's what's wrong with me? I started second guessing myself in my artistry and my ministry. And the mother of the church told me one day, she said, um, God said one more audition. I was like, no, he didn't tell me that. She said, God said this next one is going to be the one. I was like, I'm good. I'm not doing anymore. I, I'll pass. And God did it because of my unbelief. He said, yeah, I know you believe, I know you trust, but there's still that unbelief there. So I'm going to show you who I am. And the Walmart Next Gospel Superstar Competition presented itself at Essence Festival in New Orleans, uh, the first one that they had done. And my sister called me and told me that it was going to be in town. I had heard the commercials on the radio. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm done. I want no parts of it. And I did it. I submitted the audition tape. It was due by midnight. I think I finally got mine submitted at about 11.54. The rest is history. I won the competition. Um, I was I was surprised because they had so many other amazing artists and talents that were there. 
they didn't have their mics off when they were going around saying who they thought should win. So when I heard them say my name, I was like, I know you are. And the girl looked at me and she was like, they said your name. I was like, no, they didn't. So then when David Mann actually announced my name, I just kind of lost it on stage a little bit. But because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, did I really just win this? So with the winnings, um, I was afforded the opportunity to have my first song uh, written and produced by Dietrich Hatton. So it was entitled Open Doors. I actually performed that song, ministered that song mm-hmm. at the Joyner Family Reunion uh, with Dietrich Hatton, uh, open for him and Yolanda Adams. I love Dietrich. That's my guy right there. That's my Dietrich guy. Was, yes. It was dope. Like, even even in the studio, when I got there, it was like, hey, Joanna, I'm like, well, you know my name. He's like a comedian, you know? It's like... <laughs> he knew my name. He knew my husband's name. I was like... We've never met, you know, so he had done his research and everything. I was like, that was pretty cool. And then um, I did a jingle for the Time Drawing the Morning Show entitled I Could Do Anything. And that jingle we turned into a single. So that's just, I probably got ahead of the other stuff you were going to ask, but that's just. No, that's walk, great. Yeah. A walk down who Joanna Hill McGill is. You know, even with that, I just. I just took advantage of that opportunity and just continued to walk through the open doors. I've premiered as a guest artist on Marvel, ABC's television show, Cloak and Dagger as a singer. Um, I recently did. I used to stuff. watch that show. So I was in season two premiere. I wow. was like the opening, the opening season, that song. That was my voice. Uh, Hymn of St. Bridget. That was the song. I got to go back and watch that episode because I used to read the uh, Cloak and Dagger comic books for those who, really? that was me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a comic book guy. So <laughs> I used to be growing you look up. So, like yeah. You play one of those good characters. You really do. You do. Yeah. But season wow. two, opening of the episode, that was me. I didn't even know they were running it the day they ran it until my Instagram started blowing up. It was like, wait a minute. That's a unique sound. Joanna, was that you? I was like, it, it's Aaron? They were like, yeah. And I went back and I thought it was it was indeed me in the opening scene. And then another scene, uh, it was about trafficking, uh, sex trafficking. Uh-huh. That's right. That was me. Yeah, that was me. Yep. Powerful episode, by the way. Yeah, it was. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was. So talk to us about bridging that gap, um, having... Um, you know, pretty much grown, uh, growing up in church, you know, that's that's sort of a tough thing in some instances. I, I don't know about yours, but being able to, you know, as some people would say, you've got one foot in the church door and the other foot in, in the secular world. Talk to us about that experience and, and, and how you were able to manage. I think it was it was a little difficult for me um, in college because, you know, that was the college life. I was I was pregnant my senior year in high school. Um, and so I had my daughter my freshman year in college, but even still within, uh, with all of that, I, God still chose to, to take care of me. He still looked beyond all of what I had done. And that's why I make the music that I make because I noticed growing up, even in college, the music wasn't. It wasn't befitting for young adults, if you get what I'm saying. Mm, yeah, yeah. Some young adults could not relate to the sound. Um, it's all about a beat now. It's all about mm-hmm. the, the tune. You don't listen to the words. It's just the beat. Like, man, that beat is that beat is amazing. And so, for me, I noticed I was catching the wrong beat, <laughs> even though I was saved and I knew God. 
I was still catching the wrong beat a lot of times. So I had to sit back and think as I was making the music, what sound do I want to portray to other young adults, people that are um, in the world that are trying to find their way to, to tell them that there is hope, you know? So that's why I make the music the way I make it because it's all about that sound. And that, I, I believe the sound of the music will definitely help bridge the gap. I've, I've been asked to sing in clubs before and I was so nervous. I'm like, you sure? Like, you do know I sing gospel, right? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, that's why I want you. I was like, okay. And so uh, one of my songs is entitled, I Want Out. And the beat is like, it's, 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 it's amazing. Like, it's, I'm like, is this, a, is this a gospel beat? It wasn't a gospel beat. But when I wrote the lyrics to it, it really flowed. And I, I administered that song in the club. When I tell you the drinks were raised high, <laughs> they were swaying, the tips were coming. I was mm -hmm. like, okay, um, well, bless God. <laughs> you know, it's important to reach them where they are. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't talk over their heads. You can't go around them. You just need to reach them right where they are. That's the realest crowd you're going to have. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to be the realest. I'm not saying anything against church folk, but I'm just saying, yeah, are, um, yeah. you know, those folk are real out there. They are, you know, and, and uh, I, I love my church people, but sometimes the church can be the biggest hypocrites a lot of times. You know, they, they judge when they shouldn't, but it was like we're all sinners, you know, he who has no sin i need you to cast the first song you can't because you send it to it's amazing how music and what music can do for people so i i found that a lot of people like man this don't sound like church music i, I can really i can really relate to this one guy was like i ain't gotta read the bible i can just listen to your music hold on bro. <laughs> let's not say that but you still read the word <laughs> yeah yeah so, but even when writing the music, I always incorporate scripture some type of way. Always, always incorporate scripture into the music. And and they don't realize what they're singing, what they're rehearsing. So mm -hmm. you're getting scripture in you some type of way. So talk to us about the, uh, this song, Revelation uh, 21 and 4. Yeah. I had just finished the studio session with my producer and I was getting ready to leave. And he was just playing these chords. And I was like, say, man, what you doing? Can, can you finish that? He was like, oh, I'm just messing around with some stuff. I was like, yeah, but I need you to finish it. <laughs> so, <laughs> as he was finishing it, I, the, the lyrics just started coming and it just came so easy. And I, I wrote it. I took it home. Once he finished it, I, it was about an hour and some change away from my house. And so I took it home and I finished it. And when I called him the next day, I was like, yo, the song's finished when we were recording it. And so it was, it's simply about going through rough times in your life. Well, first of all, the scripture says, and God shall wipe away all tears from your eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, nor shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. And so it was just simply a song of hope for people that how many times have anybody just cried and just not do or understand what you're crying for? Mm -hmm. Like, why am I crying? Like, I don't, I know I'm hurt, but I don't understand where this pain is coming from and why am I crying? But God is simply saying, I'm here to wipe your tears away. 
there's not going to be any more crying, no more pain. All the former things have passed away. So it was just to give someone hope in the time and the situation that they were in. And once we did the music video, I wanted to focus on married couples, you know, because all marriages go through their ups and downs. And the video just depicts a marriage. Um, my husband was an actor in it, so I was depicting <laughs> Of course. You know, stuff, you know, and just to show people that although it, it, you may have had this bad argument the night before and it led to a lot of things being said, some things being thrown around, even with all of that, you know, at the end of it, we came together, we had a session with a therapist, you know, and we prayed together, started going to church more together, and then everything, it just blossomed into this beautiful thing. It's just simply a song of hope and joy. Well, we're going to leave it right there because I wanted the listeners to really get an understanding of who you are. Now they've got an opportunity to understand um, what this song is really about behind the scenes. And we want them to continue to support you and support your music and support your ministry. Where can the listeners find out more about you, get your music and just, you know, book you all the things that they need to do to support you? Where can they find you? Well, to find me, it simply go to my website, www.joannahillmcgill.com. That's J-O-A-N-N-A. H-A-L-E-M-C-G-I-L-L dot com. Um, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everything all across the board is Joanna Hill McGill. And that's important for branding, for artists as well. For everything sure. Be, <laughs> everything should be consistent across the board so you don't confuse yourself or confuse your, your fans or your listeners. Or you can simply just Google me, Joanna Hill McGill. I'm sure I'll pop up somewhere. Yes, you will. Give a quick <laughs> shout out to your husband, by the way. Definitely shout out to my husband, Jermel McGill, the man that holds it down. Um, it's, it's not an easy task to deal with Joanna, but <laughs> he has done that for 17 years. <laughs> Amen. That's amazing. 17 strong. Listen, it's been a pleasure and an honor having you on the program. I've learned so much um, from you, and I do believe that our paths will cross again soon in this kingdom-minded business. So uh, you have nothing but our love and support from all of us here at Real Gospel. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, I mean, she has so many hats, so many accolades. You've heard her over the years. You probably just didn't realize who she was, but you know now the one and only Joanna Helmick Gail, thank you for being a guest thank on Real you. Gospel. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. And I love you, love you so much. You're listening to Real Gospel with the X-Men. And the real flashback song of the hour is on the way. If you have diabetes and you're on Medicare, you may qualify for a free continuous glucose monitor system. Managing your diabetes is crucial to your health. The new CGM systems can automatically manage your diabetes better for you. And by using a CGM system, you can eliminate forever one thing most people with diabetes hate the most, finger sticks. Now it's possible to manage your diabetes better, end the painful finger sticks, and get a new CGM monitoring system at little or no cost to you. We even provide in-home delivery and do all the insurance paperwork for you. Now is the best time to manage your diabetes better and get your continuous glucose monitor. Call now for details. 800-396-0150 800-396-0150 That's 800-396-0150